as they start doing that, you're you're going to tell people that when that comes up, you'll stand up and you start you'll start moving to the music, and you're invited to join in with me. Yeah. So I did that as when they started singing and people joined up, and that ended. And Arvind, I've been doing some of the music. He immediately put on a kirtan um, track that had the drum drum beating. Yeah. And so it was it suddenly turned into this powerful ecstatic dance, not mm-hmm. the traditional form of kirtan. It was just like wild, and and I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is amazing. Because it was different. People were dancing many different ways. Yeah. And you know, I know one one person was very concerned, like, you, know, you started this whole thing, you you're in charge, what are you doing? How is it gonna end? Yeah. And but I noticed all these other charges some who some of them weren't participating, but they were taking pictures. They were like amazed. Wow. <laughs> it was like bringing in ecstatic dance and kirtan and like and the uh, the culmination of the cultural program. And then what we did is we gradually, you know, he, he, he went from that because um, he didn't he didn't, have, didn't actually have lined up the kirtan musicians for the uh, Bharti kirtan, <laughs> <laughs> but we were already doing this kind of wild dancing, and so it, it worked well. But it was like just showing the power of the combination of the ideation of the kirtan and the moving together, which is what Baba says is. The whole spirit of proud is to move together. Yeah. You know, and social change is about moving together with an open, expansing, and sharing. And for me, that was the connections between kirtan and improvisation and community. Yeah. Because we're moving together and we're moving in similar patterns, but we're also, it's not like everyone's an automaton moving exactly the same way. There's a tremendous amount of freedom mm. and expression. And our retreats over the years, sometimes, like especially New Year's, when my whole family was there, and we'd be doing an all-night kirtan. It was wild. Yeah. And uh, and uh, kirtan is an ecstatic experience. And at the same time, there's a discipline, but the discipline is really on the spiritual level. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like being keeping discipline to the ideation. Yeah. It's the most important discipline. The, the form of movement can can be improvisational and change, but if the ideation is is powerful, then that's really what has the impact. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, what a just want what an inspiring project are you doing at the moment, Prakash? Well, this has been hard in this last almost year because you know it's hard to dance when we're having <laughs> yeah. to be in our homes and on Zoom. But I have been doing some dance with that, and um, but it's and we've been having our retreats online. have been many more That's people, so I've been doing a lot of work with with I've been doing a lot of work with Prout, yeah. uh, tools to change the world workshops with um, one and it was in person, and then with COVID we started doing it online, and then yeah. doing more online, and then I've been recently working on um, overcoming. You know, um, racism and casteism, mm, right. and it was my. You know, my family I have five daughters. Four of them are, are women of color. Yeah. So my whole whole life, beginning back in the '60s, I was in, interested in you know the Black Panthers and 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 social and racial justice. Yeah. And then I was attracted to Ananda Marga because it was supportive of that. But then, you know, it seemed like 
Baba did talk so much about racism. And then as I began to explore his writings and realizing, oh, he's used, he talked about creating a casteless um, and a caste-free society. Yeah. And racism is a subset of casteism. There's a powerful book called Caste, published this year by Isabel Wilkerson. Amazing. And she's talking about casteism in India and the Nazis and slavery in the U.S., how he does a caste part. He does a caste system. Mm. And, and this racism is like the skin. Casteism is the bones. Mm. And reason, and then so I've been. We've been studying using the material from that book, Cast, and and studying Baba's writings on um, overcoming caste and casteism, and understanding the where to understand Baba's perspective on racism, you need to understand his discourses on overcoming um, inferiority and superiority, which are the elements that internalize racism. Yeah. Overcoming disparities, which yeah. are all the elements of the injustice and inequality. Yeah. Um, so he's he's approaching it over his whole lifetimes of work, which was on the spiritual level. You know, the practices to overcome are of vanity and attachment to, to place. You know, and into, and emotionally overcoming that inferiority or superiority complexes yeah. or fear. Mm-hmm. And on the social and economic, you know, overcoming capitalism and self-interest. Those yeah. are all of the foundations that make racism so destructive. Yes. And to and to actually was incredibly comprehensive in saying it has to be rooted out from a spiritual, psychological, emotional, intellectual, social, political, economic, yeah. all those ways. Yeah. And so it's the lifetimes of work, and so. Um, yeah, so it's powerful to just say, okay, wow, all right, he's talking about every aspect of it, but, you know, it's not just what you adopt, oh, now I'm, an, you know, I'm against racism. No, you have to look at your own sense of superiority and inferiority and our collective set and, you know, yeah, so yeah. that's been yeah. powerful, working with other proudest yeah. on, on that, so. It certainly ties into Kirtan. Kirtan is one of the most powerful ways of overcoming superiority and inferiority. Yeah, Yeah. As as I would teach people about Prout, I would um, do a dance when I'd be singing. I'd be speaking in the words. I've done this for many years, the words of Sangha Chadwam in English. Mm. Let us move together, let us sing together. And then explaining, and I would be moving and speaking those words, and people I didn't always remember that that was Sangha Chadwam. They had just memorized mm-hmm. the Sanskrit. They'd forgotten the meaning. Yeah. And I did, I did it in Brazil, and then I shared it in English. I said, you know what this is? So I showed them in, the words in Portuguese, and I said, this is the Sangha Chadwam. And this is before we were doing part of our prep workshop. And said, Baba had said that the Sangha Chadwam mantra, let us move together, was the inspiration for creating prep. Mm-hmm. And so... Moving together, and so as a dancer and as a pure spiritualist and as a kirtan devotee, all of those are the components of um, creating a just and sustainable and universal human society. So I feel lucky yeah, to be able I think to you, have I those. Think, I think you've yeah. hit, hit it on the head there. That it's all <laughs> it's all embodied in that Sangha Chadra Mantra. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so interesting. 
Thank you so much for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm uh, just wondering, uh, one last thing, if you have any ketan experiences or just spiritual experiences that you'd uh, like to share. Time? Wow. I mean, I think most of my spiritual experiences have been mediated through kirtan. I, I, um, <laughs> one of the most powerful times of doing kirtan was in 1990 in October in Calcutta at the time of Baba's cremation of uh, the founder of Anandamarga when he left his physical body it was about 10,000 of his people came there for the, the ceremony the cremation and part of that was we were singing kirtan for hours and hours yeah. and death in kirtan mm. and singing and so we were both grieving an intense amount of grief because I, and same time kirtan's thought is about everything is an expression of the beloved of yeah. our, everyone mm. everything yeah and so i would flip back and forth between this tremendous feeling of love and joy and and grieving so well no they're actually two sides of the same thing i mean the other side of grief is tremendous joy and love if you don't can't grieve then you can't fully feel that joy and kirtan and then you may realize kirtan is for all of our emotions. Yeah. So exactly. when we're grieving, singing kirtan allows us to grieve more fully and deeply. Yeah, true. And I kept thinking in my mind during kirtan, well, I want to merge in you while mm -hmm. singing kirtan. Mm -hmm. You know, cause, because his, you know, his body is being turned into small ashes and smoke. And then it kept coming to me is when you see me in yourself and in everyone, you emerge in me. Hmm. That realization came through as I'm singing Kirtan and experiencing, well, also the physical transformation. The smoke was in the air, yeah. becoming part of all of us. That's you know, right. and, the, and the grief was turning into tremendous love. Yeah. And then you can you can let go of the grieving and remember the love because that's what. You know, he's not that's not there. Love is not gone. Yeah. Only the physical body that's gone. You know. Yeah. And I think that's been over the years. That's been, you know, to realize, realize that that kirtan is for. Oh, I remember once talking to a friend. He was a he. He's a kirtan musician, not 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 Marga Babanam And I was saying, you know, um, kirtan is about you know uh, you know ecstasy and bliss. Said, well, I don't like to. Say, I don't want to kind of impose on people the idea. Because I think, you know, it's like, because sometimes people are not in an ecstatic place. But actually, you know, you can be in feeling bliss even as you are grieving. It wasn't understanding that kirtan isn't about getting high with, you know, ecstasy and you're just, it's, it's for every part of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It's much more, and if you think of it on an emotional level, you're missing that it's fundamentally spiritual. Yeah. 